Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here once again, virtually, with our scorekeeper, Carter Zanke. How are you doing today, Carter? Well, I've got my pen and my paper and my brain, so all the three things I need. Fantastic. Uh, let's meet this week's contestants. First, we have Jasper. Hey, my name is Jasper. <laughs> I am a Pomona College student and um, cruciverbalist and noted kazoo enthusiast. And today I'm drinking some delicious Moroccan mint, my uh, tea of choice forever and ever. Fantastic. Thank you, Jasper. And we also have Caitlin. Hi, I'm Caitlin. Uh, I graduated from Scripps College, which is where I met Matthew, and now I am a uh, PhD student in chemistry at UCLA, and I am drinking chai tea. Fantastic. Well, thank you both for joining us today. We'll have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so, without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. So round one is our first general knowledge round, consisting of five multiple choice questions for each of you, and correct answers here are worth 10 points each. All righty, Jasper, you are up first. Are you ready? Am I ever. Fantastic. Question one. What legendary jazz trumpeter was nicknamed Satchmo? A. Miles Davis, B. Louis Armstrong, or C. Dizzy Gillespie? That's going to be Louis Armstrong, Matthew. <laughs> that is correct. Question two. Which state was originally part of Massachusetts before it was admitted to the Union in 1820? A. Maine, B. New Hampshire, or C. Vermont? I'm pretty sure it is Maine. That is correct. Question three. In a standard drum line, the numbers by the bass drums signify what? A, the pitch of the drum, B, the rank of the player, or C, the model of the drum? The numbers by the bass drums. I'm embarrassed because I'm a marching band kid and I had no idea they had numbers. It feels like it's gotta be A though, right? That is correct. Yes, the larger the number, the lower the pitches. That question was written by my brother who, um, perhaps unsurprisingly, played the bass drum in marching band. I love yeah. it. Question four. In Britain, what is the colloquial term for a strong cup of tea often consumed by laborers during a break in the workday? A, builder's tea, B, English breakfast tea, or C, laborer's tea? Wow. I really should have come in here prepared with the tea knowledge. Between builders and laborers. I feel like it would be builders, that's my guess. That is correct, yes. And finally, question five. Which playwright is credited with creating the knock-knock joke? A, Moliere, B, Voltaire, or C, William Shakespeare? Trying to process if the knock-knock joke would work in French. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's no reason why it wouldn't. Um, since you gave me uh, two French folks, let's go with Voltaire. Actually, it was William Shakespeare. Mm. It originated um, in his play Macbeth, Act 2, Scene 3, The Porter. It's the scene right before they discover that the king has been murdered by the aforementioned titular character. Um, and uh, the porter, after a long night of drinking, um, goes to answer the door and keeps distracting himself by muttering, knock, knock, who's there? And then goes <laughs> on and on and on and on. Wow. Yeah. The show is full of laughs. It really is. Yeah, quite the... Quite the Quite the jokester, that Shakespeare, even in his um, tragedies. All righty. Caitlin, are you ready for your five questions? I am, but I feel like the bar has been set really high. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go. Question one. 
Den alles Fleisch, es ist wie Gras, is the second <sighs> movement of Who's a German Requiem? A. Mozart, B. Brahms, or C. Beethoven? <laughs> um, oh, this is really embarrassing because I should know this because I sang it. Mm-hmm. I want to say Brahms. It is Brahms. Right. It is Brahms. <laughs> Question two. What is the largest lake by surface area and volume in North America? A. Lake Superior. B. Lake Huron. Or C. The Great Bear Lake. Um, by surface area and volume? Mm-hmm. Lake Huron? No, it's Lake Superior. Question three. What state was originally part of Virginia before becoming its own state in 1792? A. Ohio. B, West Virginia, or C, Kentucky? I'm going to go with Kentucky. Correct. And actually, all three of those states were once part of Virginia, or at least part of wow. those states were once part of Virginia. Ohio became a state, though, in 1803, um, and then West Virginia broke off from <laughs> Virginia um, during the Civil War in 1863. Question oh. four. What cocktail, composed of a cup of black tea and a shot of rum, originated in the British Army? A, landmine. B, cannonball, or C, gunfire? Mm. Oh, I really want to try that drink. Um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, I do too. I do too, actually. Um, landmine. No, it was actually gunfire. I'm actually very proud of myself that I, I came up with three with two other names that uh, could plausibly be cocktails. Um, but it oh. is gunfire. And cool. apparently this was uh, historically served by officers to uh, men in the lower ranks, ranks uh, the morning of an attack. Um, and it was also served by officers on Christmas Day and other special days, depending on the regiment. Oh, you got your caffeine and your... <laughs> yeah, ca caffeine and a shot of rum. Now go fight. Yeah. Sounds like Ready a fun time. And question five. On December 15th, 1836, the U.S. Patent Office in Washington, D.C. was destroyed in a fire. What was among the patents lost? A, the electrical telegraph, B, the spinning jenny, or C, the fire hydrant. Can I ask what a spinning jenny is? I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's it's a it's a spinning wheel. Oh, pretty sure. Carter, can you look that up? Because the last time that this was an option for an answer, I didn't know what it <laughs> the was. The last either. time. <laughs> yeah, this has come <laughs> up. This has come jenny. up before. And Wait, I like done a spinning homework. wheel, like from Sleeping Beauty? Yeah, that sort of. Spinning yeah, like wheel? when on the night of her sixteenth birthday, she shall prick her finger on a spinning wheel and die. I never understood Perfect. that as well because how it's it's a wheel. How do you prick? I think there's well, like a point. There's a needle. There's yeah. There's a needle. Heard of it? it. Yeah, because it's like a it's like a sewing machine, but you know, old. I think. But like, I agree though. Logistically, I don't understand how the actual machine works. Yeah. Like I get that the wheel turns, but where does the needle? Yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> it's a great question. Yeah. It looks so. like. I wish I could share a picture of it. Can I share my screen? Probably. Well, I mean, you're, the, you're the host. You're the All host, right. so you can do whatever you want, I think. You're, you're going to have to uh, orally describe it, though. <laughs> Here's the spinning jenny. <laughs> the spinning jenny has a big wheel, as promised, and the string looks like it goes into a collection of spools of thread that get tied together with a big row of other spinning things. So is it a gigantic sewing machine? I think Basically, so. Yeah. Yes. But I will say, looking at this, I still have no idea how it works. Okay. This and is, this is yeah. particularly embarrassing because my housemate, Sarah, actually has a spinning wheel. And <laughs> I also still don't know how it works. Oh, my God. Wow. 
Um, okay, well, so we're going to have to put that photo up on our Instagram page. So um, <laughs> with the assumption that we're going to do that, please go to our Instagram page and our Facebook pages at Trivia Over Tea to view a picture of the spinning chain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I've forgotten all the other answers. Okay, I'm sorry. Spinning Let's go Jenny back to the... And what were the other two again? Um, the, oh, so the, the fire hydrant was one of them. Fire hydrant was one of them. And the electrical and, telegraph. Electrical telegraph, in... 1836. Electrical <laughs> telegraph, spinning Jenny, fire hydrant. One of them was lost in a fire at the U.S. Patent Office. Oh, my God. It has to be the fire hydrant. Could it be it the fire hydrant? To be, it is the fire hydrant. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. It was patented by Frederick Graff in 1801. Well, and with that, we've finally reached the end of round one. Um, Carter, can you please give us a score update? I have a pretty close race so far. Jasper at 40 and Caitlin at 30. time for our weekly audience question. As you may remember, last week's question was regarding March Madness. Since the first March Madness tournament in 1939, which school has won the most men's Division I basketball titles with 11? And this one is uh, a little tricky if you're my age and uh, we're not alive for any of the, the school's uh, titles. This is UCLA. Um, they have won 11 titles. Their last one, though, was in 1995. But they did win 10 titles in 12 years um, when John Wooden was their coach. This was from 1964 to 1975, including seven straight titles from 1967 to 1973. So good job out of you if you got that right. This week's question has to do with a famous March 10th birthday. Carrie Underwood was born on March 10th, 1983, so she is turning 38 years old today. And the question is as follows. Carrie Underwood has won seven Grammy Awards, including five in the categories Best Female Country Vocal Performance and Best Country Solo Performance. In 2007, for what song did she win for the first time in the Best Female Country Vocal Performance category? So have a think and uh, send me your answers, and we'll announce the answer to the question on next week's show. Alrighty, well now we're on to round two. Carter, will you please explain the rules? Round two consists of five questions directed to each of you on the same topic, but correct answers here are now worth a whole 20 points. If you get the question wrong, your opponent can answer for half of the points, in this case, 10. Lots at stake here. So Jasper, you are up first. Your category is transit systems. Are you Let's ready? Let's go. <laughs> I'm so excited, but I'm also so worried that I'm gonna embarrass myself. <laughs> question one. The first modern public transit system is believed to be the Carros à Saint Sol in which European city, now home to a subway system that has been in operation since 1900. Okay, I mean, let's let's go with Paris. Paris is correct. It was developed by Blaise Pascal in 1662. Really? And these uh, these carriages were pulled by four horses, staffed by a driver and a valet, and they carried eight passengers no around kidding. a set route there in Paris, and they cost five souls, hence cinq souls, mm -hmm. to ride. I am so glad I know that information now. Yeah. No. Question two. The tracks, light rail lines, and the front runner make up the rail service in what western U.S. city? Can, can I hear that one more time? The tracks, T-R-A-X, light rail lines, and the front runner make up the rail service in what western U.S. city? Tracks. I have never heard of that. Um... Okay, well, I know it's not Seattle. I know it's not LA. I know it's not Portland. So let's go with Denver. 
No, Caitlin. Ooh, uh, Western U.S. city. Yeah, Albuquerque. No, um, you were on the right track, Jasper. It's Salt Lake City. Mm. Yeah, I've never been there. Me neither. Question three: The busiest single-line ferry is located in which U.S. city? Okay, let's. Okay, there's a ferry in L.A. There's a ferry in New York. Um, I'm sure there are other ferries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listing all the knowledge I know about this. Where are there other ferries? Um, like, where do you need a ferry to get somewhere very important? I know another answer, but I don't think it's right. I don't okay. think it's the busiest. Okay. It's not Denver. There's no ferry. <laughs> I wasn't going to duplicate that guess, but now okay. I'm, okay. I, I'm glad to know that. Let's go with New York. That is correct. It is the Staten Island Ferry. That would have been my guess. I just have to say that. <laughs> the, Good job. Well, yeah, next time I'll be sure that. to give you some more Staten Island ferry questions, yeah, Caitlin. Ask me about that. <laughs> Question four. The orange and pink lines run clockwise and the brown line runs counterclockwise in the downtown area of what major U.S. city? This is a gimme, Matthew. It's Chicago. I probably should have put that one a little bit further up in the set, but yeah, that is Chicago. And finally, question five. The origin of the current name of which Major League Baseball team is in reference to the fact that fans would cross trolley tracks to get to the ballpark? This is an excellent question, and I was just talking to my friend uh, from Brooklyn about this. It's the Dodgers. That is correct. One of the original names was the Brooklyn Trolley Dodgers. And they were eventually the Brooklyn Dodgers before they moved to L.A. in 1958. All righty, Caitlin, your category oh <laughs> is chemistry. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Hopefully I'll get these. Yeah. And I hope that, and I just have to say that chemistry is not my subject and I spent a very, very long time coming <laughs> up with these five questions. So I hope that they I hope are, I know them. I hope that they are somewhat good and at the same level of difficulty as the ones I just gave uh, Jasper. Okay. Question one, 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd is known as what? Avogadro's number. Correct. Question two, the periodic table of elements was first constructed by which Russian chemist? Oh, my God. Um, Niels Bohr. I know it's not him, but... No. Jasper? I can't believe I'm going to get a chemistry question, but it's Mendeleev, right? It is Mendeleev. <sighs> I'm oh sorry, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Question three. <clears throat> what Polish-French chemist was the first woman to win a Nobel Prize? Is it Marie Curie? Yep. And she's the only woman to win it twice as well. Question four. What element with symbol W on the periodic table was used by Thomas Edison in the first successful light bulb? Tungsten. Correct. And finally, question five. Ancient Greek philosophers observed that nothing comes from nothing. This idea is represented in modern physics and chemistry in what law slash principle? Um, well, no, it's not the law of thermodynamics. Nothing comes from nothing. Oh, I honestly don't remember. I would say law of thermodynamics, but that's not right. No, that's not right. Jasper? Would this be conservation of matter? Yeah, conservation of mass. <laughs> yes, that's correct. All righty, that's the end of round two. Carter, can you please give us a score update? We now have Jasper at 140 and Caitlin at 90. Ooh, boy. Now we're on to round three. So Carter, can you please explain the rules? Yes, round three is like round two, except now the stakes are a little bit higher. Uh, each question is worth 30 points, and if you get the answer wrong, your opponent can answer for 15 points. All righty, Jasper, here we go. Question one. 
What music group, featuring brothers Barry, Robin, and Morris, were the subject of a recent HBO documentary? This is the the Gibbs, right? I mean, What's the name of the group? Oh no, um, I'm sure they have a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, they do. Is it just like the Brothers Gibb or something? No, no, I don't think I can give it to you, Caitlin. Okay. Um, you said, can you say the names again? Barry, Robin, and Morris. And as Jasper pointed out, their last name is Gibb. The Brothers Three. No, this is the Bee Gees. Oh. oh, you know, that makes a lot of sense, but I've never put that together. <laughs> no, okay. me neither. Well, there you go. Question two. What interstate highway, the only even-numbered two-digit interstate highway to have a terminus at the Canadian border, runs through several major cities, including providing the connection between Chicago and Milwaukee? Is this 90? No. Caitlin? You said two-digit, right? Two-digit. Even-numbered. And it runs north to south. Wait. From no. Chicago to Milwaukee? Well, it's it it's 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 always east west, though that stretch of it does run north south. Okay. Oh right, because it's an even number. Yeah. Um sorry, I'm like in my mind looking at like where I eighty four is in comparison <laughs> to um to Chicago. How about eighty? I eighty? No. This is the one that runs by Evanston, Jasper. This is I-94. 94. Yeah, that was going to be my second guess. Yeah. Question three. Which politician was the first openly gay elected official in the United States as a member of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors? He was assassinated in 1978. That is Harvey Milk. Correct. Question four. Which gangster, closely associated with Chicago, was convicted on counts of tax evasion in 1931? That's Al Capone. Correct. And finally, question five. What New York City performance venue, located in the Harlem neighborhood, is known for showcasing black musicians and helped launch the careers of performers such as Ella Fitzgerald? That's the Apollo, right? Correct. Yes. Alrighty, Caitlin, it's your turn. Are you ready? I'm ready. Question one. What interstate highway, which runs for 770 miles between Echo, Utah and Portland, Oregon, includes a nearly 150-mile stretch which parallels the Columbia River. I-84. Correct. There is also an I-84 which goes from Sturbridge, Connecticut to near Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, sorry, that should be Sturbridge, Massachusetts. I wrote that wrong on my paper. To near Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, but they are obviously not contiguous. Huh. Question two. What is the deepest lake in the United States? Crater Lake. Correct. Wow. Question three. Jeanette Rankin was the first woman to serve in the U.S. House of Representatives. What state did she represent? I want to say Oregon, but I don't know if that's No, it's not Oregon. I don't think that's right. Um... No, I think that was your... Was that your guess? <laughs> no, no, no. That wasn't my guess. Sorry. Okay. Um, let's say California. No. No. Not Jasper? Um, I don't know. Let's say New York. No. She represented Montana. She's an interesting case. Why did you think I would know that? (laughs) I don't know. Um, I I didn't necessarily think he would know that. Um, She she served uh, twice, actually, in the House of Representatives from 1917 to 1919 and 1941 to 43. 1917 to 1919 term was before the 19th Amendment granting women the right to vote across the U.S. was passed, although in Montana, um, women could vote at that time. Um, Also notable about her is that she was in office for the declarations of war against Germany in 1917 and Japan and Germany in 1941. 
She was one of 50 representatives to vote against the 1917 Declaration, and she was the only member of Congress to vote against the Declaration of War against Japan in 41. Um, and she abstained, abstained from voting on the Germany Declaration. And she said, quote, as a woman, I can't go to war and I refuse to send anyone else. All right. And snaps to not rank in. Love Women's it. Women's History Month. Let's go. Love it. Question four. In 1868, who became the first president to be impeached by the House of Representatives? Oh, um, 1864? 1868. 1868. In 1864, um, Lincoln was still president. So. Oh, God. Who was after Lincoln? Um, you know, at one point, I actually knew all of the presidents, their parties, and their term dates. And, wow. And I don't remember now. Um, it's not Ford or Carter. They were way later. FDR is also way later. Is it Roosevelt? No. Like the earlier Roosevelt? I don't remember. No. no. Jasper? It's going to be Andrew Johnson. It is Andrew Johnson. Well, I was not getting that one. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, question five. In what Austrian city is The Sound of Music set? It is also the birthplace of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Salzburg. Correct. All righty, Carter, that's the end of round three. What are the scores? Uh, we have Jasper strengthening their lead with 245 points and Caitlin with 180, but the game is not over. A lot of points to be handed out in round four. And so let's move on to round four. Carter, what are the rules? Round four, I believe, is what we call our showdown. And so there will be three questions, each of them worth 40 points. And we'll ask you to write down your answers to these questions and we'll reveal them sort of at the same time. All righty. Here we go. Question one. Keicher Falls, the world's largest single drop waterfall by volume of water flowing over it, is located in which South American country? What? This is one of my favorite newly learned pieces of trivia. I gotta like think of all the South American countries. Yeah. yeah. There's not that many of them. So I know, I know. Gotta like one in twelve. It's a single drop waterfall. Yep. Yeah, okay, it's sorry. I'm writing. Falls. I'm writing all them down. K a i t e u r. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Do we have answers? No, I'm sorry. I'm writing them all down still. Okay. <laughs> You're writing them all down? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> what if I like forget about one and that's the answer? That's true. I mean, that, that is that is a strategy. <laughs> I respect it. Yeah. If you if you name them all, you can't be wrong, right? Well, I'm going to show them all to you, but I'm trying to remember them all. <laughs> yes, one of those names on your paper is correct. Okay. What if there was a show where it was just like, you just have to list the right answer, but we won't tell you what the question is. <laughs> so just list as many things as you can think of. <laughs> I feel like that would just be a never-ending show. That'll be the yeah. spin-off podcast for this one. <laughs> okay, I think I'm ready. Okay, Jasper, do you have an answer? Sure. Okay. Jasper, what is your answer? I'm guessing Brazil. Okay. Caitlin? I'm also guessing Brazil. Excellent. No. This is Guyana. <laughs> oh, that would make sense. It oh, my gosh. French. Yeah. That's yeah. one of the ones I didn't write down. Oh, See, I told you. you. The strategy. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was rushed. Yeah. I, I learned this recently, and, and it's obviously in a very remote part of the country, um, and you have to fly in from the capital, Georgetown, um, to this national park where Keicher Falls is. So looks pretty. Wow. Question two. 
Which U.S. president was born Leslie Lynch King Jr.? Are you serious? Wow. It's one you've heard of. President I've heard? Yes, yes. This has got to make sense somehow. I think, I think, I think I know. Maybe, I don't know, oh, no. based on what you just said. Well, Caitlin took some time writing down all the South American countries. <laughs> You're going to write all the write presidents down. All the presidents. All the presi well, I have... I have written down FDR, but okay. I'm pretty sure that's not it. <laughs> Caitlin, what's your answer? Oh, Biden? This is Gerald Ford. Really? Yeah. You oh, said he was what an I actor. knew! Because he was yes. an actor. You, you literally listed Gerald Ford. Oh, that makes so much sense. And, um, and, and, you know, he wasn't that long ago. He served from 74 to 77, so not too far in yeah, the we, past. Yeah, we should all remember Gerald Ford, one of yeah. our most memorable presidents by far. <laughs> Somewhat. Uh, he was the son of Leslie Lynch King Sr. Um, and Dorothy Gardner. However, King was abusive, and so Dorothy Gardner left him when Ford was just 16 days old and relocated first to Oak Park, Illinois, and then to Grand Rapids, Michigan, where she eventually married Gerald Rudolph Ford. Um, she then called her son Gerald Ford Jr. And Gerald Ford was not aware of his biological father until he was 17 when his parents told him about the circumstances of his birth. He then had sporadic contact with his biological father after that until King's death in 1941. And question- There's absolutely no way I would have gotten that. I would just okay. have to That's say. That's a great trivia though. It that is. good trivia. It is. I've been sitting on that for a couple of weeks. <laughs> so. And question three, what does CVS stand for? As in CVS pharmacy, what does the CVS stand for? I've been to CVS many a time. I love CVS so you gotta, much. You got to endorse CVS, which I feel like I should not say recorded just in case it turns out that they've been. <laughs> CVS is not a sponsor of this podcast. Yeah. Um, nor is any yes, other institution a sponsor the week of this after The week after <laughs> this comes out. Be like, We're like, we love Trivia CVS. over tea, CVS stands, <laughs> Matthew Cook on the rocks in the <laughs> amateur podcasting community. <laughs> oh my God. This is when I list all the words that start with CV. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Get out your dictionary. You don't have time for that, though. N um, no. What if I guess one of the words right? Do I get credit for that? No. It, this is an all or nothing thing. Do we have an answer or a semblance of an answer from anybody? Okay, I think I have something. Okay, Jasper, do you have right. an answer? Yeah, I have. I have no idea, but... I thought that the C could stand for camera, so we could go with camera vision supplies. <laughs> okay. Caitlin? I have common value services. Whoa. You got the guess. V. You got the V. Mm. Um, this is the consumer value store. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. It, it is a little boring. hoping for something catchier. Can yeah. I get like a third of the credit? <laughs> no. No. Okay. No, unfortunately, 40 does not divide very friendly, very nicely uh, into three. That's true. So, and it's an all or nothing thing. Alrighty, well, that's the end of the game. So, Carter, what's <laughs> the final well score? We did well in this round. That was the tough third round. <laughs> I don't think any of us got any points. <laughs> Our score remains unchanged. Uh, two, 245 for Jasper and 180 for Caitlin. Oh my goodness. Well, Jasper, congratulations. You are today's winner. Do you have anything that you would like to say? Well, um, I do feel like I limped across the finish line there, but um, <laughs> I just want to say I did this for the kids. If anyone sees the kids, please let me know where they are. 
always doing it for the kids. Well, thank you, Jasper. That's beautiful. Uh, well, that's our show for this week, folks. Uh, thank you, Jasper and Caitlin, for being on the show today, as well as Carter Zanke for being our scorekeeper, um, and Mason Cook for composing the music and contributing some questions. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review. But like actually leave us a review. Don't just like listen and then not leave us a review. Please actually leave us a review uh, if you enjoyed it. Uh, check out our website at triviaovertea.podbean.com, which we are actually going to put stuff up on, unlike the previous weeks. Um, and like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Trivia Over Tea. And feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week when we have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye.